0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on everybody and welcome to another edition, another episode of the Believe in Rugby Podcast Show on the Believe Podcast Network, which is the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? On this week's episode, I have another special guest on tap for you guys, and I know I throw the word special around quite a lot, but I do know a lot of special people through the game of rugby, and if you know Iona rugby, chances are you know Michael Scarcella. Scarcella finished his career up at Iona in 2018, and went out as certainly a top tier player at the college level. He was a division one finalist for the best player in the country, in 2017 while also winning the mvp for d1a in 2016 on this episode he journeys us through his discovery of rugby the expectations that he had coming to iona and the importance of mental health not only in the sport but in life i don't know if you've been listening to the podcast but like you know i've been inviting a lot of players on and just talking about like just rugby, rugby experiences and, you know, because it's a crazy sport and you meet a lot of people, have a lot of awesome experiences. So I wanted to talk to you about your experience and just a little bit about how you got introduced to the game itself initially.
1: I got to say, I've been checking out your podcast from the beginning and uh, it's grown very nice. Uh, I was just going through the Instagram and also Believe, believe in Rugby is, uh, you know, it's a great name. Yeah. So how did I get into the magnificent sport of rugby? Well, I was fortunate because at at Bishop Hendricken in Rhode Island, it was the only school in Rhode Island that had, had a club, had a team. And in 2000, there was, uh, you know, some Hendricken guys that said, Hey, you know, let's, let's make a team. And, and, you know, since then that club has gotten consistent and it gave me and uh, quite a few of my friends, an opportunity to play competitive rugby in high school in America, which is, you know, rare. So it, it, we had a great experience. Uh, that's how like I got introduced to it. I remember my co- coach Brian Moore was teaching me. I remember freshman year, uh, teaching me how to like actually go to the go to the ground at, without hurting yourself, you know. And he'd say, "Okay, like we, we had like a wrestling mat or something." And he's like, "All right, so start off by dropping on your knee, then you drop to your hip, keep your arm, keep your arms tight, and then so knee, hip, shoulder." And I've been doing that ever since. I've been avoiding a lot, of, avoiding a lot of injuries with that with that technique, you know. So I, I just. Uh, I it was you know it's it's funny too because I I saw Invictus too I was thinking what is this, a Sasaka movie? No, nah, it was rugby, and, and so they happened to go hand in hand and had a beautiful foundation. At Hendrickin. Uh we you know got some competitive stuff. Senior year, we were fortunate enough to go on a trip to England and Wales uh, with the team, and it was good because we had a we had some competitive sophomore like competitive class where we all started starting in high school as sophomores, and sophomore, year, junior, senior, year, we had you know maybe. 11 kids all in the same grade. So we had that real like competitive uh, experience. A lot of guys played football together in high school. Some kids wrestled and stuff. And I actually played hockey going into it,
0: but um, rugby ended up being just super fun and football. You know? Cause I remember, you know, talking to Mike when he first came to Iona, talking about his high school experiences. He always mentioned that like, you guys were always like competing for like a championship. You won like several championships. Did you not in high school? Well, well,
1: football, we, uh, you know, Bishop Hendrick in football is definitely known as, uh, well, we have the record right now for the most consecutive state championships in football. Uh, And I remember my, my sophomore year, that's when they got the second W. My junior year, they got that third W. And then my senior year, you know, was on the line and we got the fourth W. So that was a beautiful experience with football. You know, I mean, football is a great sport, you know. Um, but then rugby, we also got an opportunity to compete for the Massachusetts, uh, title in 2013 and 2014, 2013, we lost by a small margin. And then one year later, we knew who we knew we would see that same team in the championship the following year, you know, and one year later we ended up beating them by two points. So we got to walk away. We got to walk away, uh, you know, learning, uh, learning and winning, you
0: know, what else can you ask for? So what went into the decision to pursue rugby instead of football?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, Rhode Island Rhode Island football is a little, you know, kind of underrated. Like, you know, it's rare to get many professional athletes out of Rhode Island football, you know, because, you know, whatever it is, small state, whatever. Although we do have some phenomenal players like my man, Quiddy Pay, who's uh, playing phenomenally in Michigan right now. But, uh, yeah, so football for me, my only option was possibly UNH. Um but uh, rugby just rugby was it, man. It just, there's something about rugby that I just knew this is the sport that I'm going to play as long as I possibly can. You know, there's something about it. Um, so moving forward to Iona, what brought me to Iona was actually my coach at Hendrick and Phil, Phil Humphrey, he saw online, he said, Hey, you know, Iona is trying to do some stuff. And we had some alumni who like Andrew Rossi, uh, Pat Morris, you know, who, who went to Iona from Hendricken, and Bruce, like he stepped in and was like, okay, let's take Iona into Division One collegiate rugby, and so Bruce and I, Bruce started 2014, and as the as the as the legend goes, Pat Fife and Tim Downey were coaching, and they asked Bruce, like you know, because Bruce. I mean, I don't think I have to explain who Bruce is, but for those of you who don't know who Bruce McLean is, he is just the the New York rugby legend and the NYAC rugby legend coach. And he just decided, hey, let's go, let's make this something. And he started putting something online and I'm just like, hey, you know, this is, this might be something that we should do. So Bruce's first year coaching 2014 was my classes, uh, 2014's freshman class, our first time at Iona. And uh,
0: yeah, that's what, that's the, yeah. So, like, you obviously became a top-tier college player at Iona. Like, was that something that you saw coming when you enrolled into Iona to play rugby? Like, is that something that you envisioned, or did you realize, hey, like, I have a chance to become something really special throughout the process?
1: Hmm. Uh, did I envision um, the success the club has had? Um I, I tell you, I mean, I feel like Bruce didn't even give me time to breathe. You know, I mean, freshman year at Iona was a big transition for me. You know, I came from Rhode Island; it was just a big adjustment going to New Rochelle and, and playing with Iona. So, um, through the, I guess, I guess, uh, you know, with school with everything, I just my mind would just focus on what game was coming up that week. Are we playing Army that week? Because what happens is we go thrown right into the fall. So, 2014, I actually had two rugby seasons in one year. I had the spring 2014. When Hendrick had in, we had you know almost an undefeated season. Went to England, Wales, had an unbelievable experience. Actually went to Rugby England, like what a blessing that was. Like, is act rugby is named after a town in England called Rugby? That's the name of the town, and they have a rugby school, and that's where it picked up. And like, so just cult, like culturally, like uh, me and my friends are really blessed with the education and the history of rugby and like how it all started and all that kind of stuff. And then the next year, excuse me, the next the upcoming fall, it's like all right. Bruce McLean. Now, here's the thing about with Iona is Bruce McLean stepped in. He goes, all right, listen, Fife, I'm going to coach Downey, but we're going to Division One. Like, uh, we're going to go, you know, go after the best. And so, so Bruce, like, put all, this, all these guys on the line. Like, okay, you're going to play Penn State this week. You're going to play Army this week. You're going to, you know, play Wheeling Jesuit this week. You're going to do all, right? And so, we're just here, like, all right. So, that first season, we walk in, it's like, there's no missing practice. Like get fit like get fit or else this is rugby. Like If you're not a fan of rugby, you're going to get injured. That's just how it goes, you know? So we just did our best and the points ran up the other direction, but you know, we just kept plugging away at that. Um, But, but, but you know, now I'm going with Bruce. Like what, what he did there was kind of brilliant though, because he came into a, maybe an undersi- an under definitely an undersized club, or, you know, under resource, maybe like whatever. And he just said, Here's some really good competition. And he gave us the choice to say, okay, are you going to step up and make your tackles? Are you going to get in shape? Are you going to get yourself right? Or are you just going to get run over? And we got run over a lot. (laughs) We got run over a lot, you know, but that, you know, that's just how we learn.
0: Yeah. I mean, that had to be intimidating, you know, as a freshman playing those big clubs, was that something you expected uh, when you enrolled to play those big teams or is that something that, you know, just kind of like popped up once you once you were on the team that you realized, hey, like, we're going to play these teams?
1: I knew something was up when I had my first phone call with Bruce McLean. And I know everyone has had that experience. <laughs> when you have your first phone call with Bruce McLean, you know, it you block two hours out of your time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, if, and if you're doing, if you're busy, put the phone on mute, but still listen, you better listen to every single word. No, but as soon as I, heard, as soon as I was hearing Bruce's his, his, just the way he would uh, talk about the game, the way he'd talk about competition and the way, like from like, from the very beginning, he would say, look, just be comfortable being uncomfortable, right? If you be comf- if you're comfortable when you're uncomfortable, like you're going to be fine. And so he kind of, he, he helped nurture me, my my mindset into, into that, into that competitive environment very well. And I think what helped was the fact that he said don't call me coach, you know. So it's not like I'm talking to some recruit like hey coach so and so. No, it's just like call me Bruce. And if you're going to talk rugby, then let's talk about winning. Let's talk about punching above our weight. And that's just uh, you know, Bruce has definitely been a mentor and um just a you know, he if you look at what Bruce McLean really did is like he he invested so much time, energy, money Resources, just everything. He just made a massive investment to give this club an opportunity to be great, right? And that's that's all you can ask for from from whatever, you know, from a coach, you know. So, and that's it. I just, you know, personally, it just it made sense to me. I went to school to play rugby, and and then it was just week after week, you know, and get homework done and hang out with friends, and and and, and then things just started manifesting.
0: What are, like, some of your most memorable moments or matches playing for Iona? Like, in your top three. Top,
1: okay, top three. So, I mean, look, number one is 2015. Like, number one in 2015, that was a very special year. That was sophomore year. That was, like, okay, we got, our, we got beat up the first year, Bruce, threw us in. Now, what are you going to do year two, you know? Year two, it's like, you know what to expect now. So, like, really, what decision are you going to make? To the club, you know, he, you know, that's just the, like he, okay, we got killed the first season, and Bruce is like, All right, now we're gonna play army at homecoming. and homecoming. At your homecoming, which for I own is like our Super Bowl, we have friends and family show up, you know, middle of October, beautiful time, beautiful weather, like everyone's out. It's my grandma comes, my dad comes, my aunt Lori comes, we all, everybody, you know, it's just a great time. But guess what, you're playing army, so you better show up in shape, you know, you better show up in shape because you can't let your people down. So that act again, it's like wow. Here we are, we're getting killed, and he just gave us the hardest game, the hardest team of our season on our most important day, and we came away with the W. <laughs> you know, we came away with the W. Um, but the biggest lesson I think from that, I mean, is you know we had five forty five a.m. practice for double sessions that um, that year, and I think once a week or something, or we had a early practice, and our conditioning was just. 10 hundreds with certain body weight circuits in between of 10 different exercises with burpees, push ups, abs, whatever, glutes, all that stuff. And then five fifties and then circuits in between like in the morning, like, you know, and and, and that was difficult. Like that was difficult, but just seeing John DeLara's smiling face just always encouraged me to continue to work hard. Um, (laughs) shout out to John DeLara MVP. I love, I love John so much, but, um, yeah. So that's, you know, we just, folk, we just, you know, otherwise it was a collect, we all collectively, we had a man conversation, like a, like an adult conversation. It was just like, guys, we have to work hard. Like, you know, we're a little under resourced, you know, but we just, we don't have a choice. We don't have, there's nothing else. So that's all we did is we just showed up to practice and we just worked hard and we just did that. And then, and what happened was when that game came, you know, and you had, you know, you had the pipe band out there. You had, you know, everything going with the bagpipes at our homecoming in October. It just, all right, all we have to do, oh, we've, we put the work in. So let's just go out there and do our best. And that's what we did. And we, and we came away with a 20-point win or something like that. And that game was definitely number one uh, for me.
0: The atmosphere, I think, of that game was just something I've never experienced. We're going number two. Um, number two was, um, number two game. Wow.
1: Number two, there's a lot. There's a lot, you know, there's so many games, but probably the most memorable. All right. Let's be honest. You remember pain. You remember pain. You know, I remember pain. So, you know, who doesn't remember pain, you know? So I'm going to have to put number two, the infamous when we lost against army, uh, 2017 and that one, like it just, Hey, sometimes you don't win, you know, sometimes you don't win and it's painful, but you got to look and you got to realize, okay, what caused it? And then you got to shake it off. And then you got to just look, and learn and move forward. Cause you have another game coming up that, that following Saturday. Like, and it's such a, it's such a, it requires so much like um, emotion. I would say it really does. It requires so much emotion. Cause like you, you have to, you have to discipline to go through all that. And then, you know, whatever you want to say maybe you you weren't prepared or maybe you just whatever it, there's so many variables you know but just to sit down after a loss and be able to like process it and then move forward, that was more transformational for me you know in, in, in a positive way you know because it made me dig deeper into what were the issues and face them and say hey you know what I can't you know and coach Paul, um, had a good, you know, a good way to look at it. It's like whenever something doesn't work outside of what you can control, like you just have to accept that you can't control that. But what you can't control is what you do with your two hands, you, you know, with your with your ability, you know. um, And that's it. So that was number two. That was, and number three, I mean, I wish I could just put sevens into one game because it kind of, you know, it's just like, it's like a, you know, it's a break of different games, but definitely seven CRCs, Um, just the whole, like the whole experience of traveling, traveling to Pennsylvania and, you know, just, just doing that in Philly and that whole, that that's number three, I would say.
0: That experience. Yeah. How big of a role do you think that your mental health plays on your game in the field?
1: I think that's an incredibly important question. Um, I think mental health is so challenging. It is not, it's like, it's an ongoing battle. It's like, it is something where it's like, you know, when you don't drink enough water throughout the day and you just feel dehydrated, like if you don't take care of your mental health, like you start to feel like mentally drained. And when you're in that state of, you know, processing different crap, like you just, it's hard to make, it's hard to see things clearly because your brain and like your brain is like, okay, I mean, I've been studying a lot into like physical health and mental health and how it all relates and like, you know, it's, uh, it's difficult. It's very difficult because you got to be careful nowadays. You got to be careful where no matter what you do, like we're talking about rugby here, this, you know, this is a a sport where it's like, you can get hurt, but you know what? Guess what? You can get hurt walking outside. You can get hurt any day. So it's like, and a lot of times, especially with social media, now we're absorbing more opportunities to get hurt. And And, 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 and remember that book that, um, you let me borrow. What was that book? what was that book? Remember that one? Yeah, whatever it was. Um, but that brain, I forget. I just knew it was a nice color. My Bruce Lee book. Yeah, Bruce Lee. You know, I love Bruce Lee, <laughs> but that brain book, bro. I remember I was reading it and it's like when you, when you feel physical pain and when you feel emotional pain, it triggers the same part of your brain, you know? So it's like, it, it, literally like if you, if you're going and things happen like emotionally, it's as if someone punched you. You know, so it's like, and so to answer your question, how how important is it? It's important for everyone. And if we're going to talk about mental strength, which is like the aspiration to be mentally strong, to be handled, the difficulty, actually, Bruce Lee actually said a quote. He's like, I don't pray for an easy life. I pray for the strength to endure a difficult one. And that kind of, that kind of mindset goes the distance. And of course, to aspiring to mental strength, we got to talk about Pat Quinn because Pat Quinn is the epitome of of mental strength and being able to as bruce put it be comfortable being uncomfortable you know like to be able to find comfort in the most uncomfortable positions like that's how you go the distance and that's you know and rugby teaches you how to push through for for the for the team you know and and it's really the ultimate team sport on how that all connects
0: how do you plan on staying involved with rugby moving forward in your life
1: absolutely i mean well coronavirus completely changed the game um so after i graduated in 2019 and 2020 we were actually looking to start youth 7s rugby for high schools in Rhode Island like that was the plan we had, you know we have we had some we were talking to principals we, were, we had some kids we were actually going to start it boys and girls um but unfortunately you know that had to be postponed but you know what um I mean, that's, I mean, obviously coronavirus is a completely different, completely different filter of, of, of society today, but I, you know, I'll tell you what, it definitely forces you to everyone to change their perspective and realize, Hey, you know, family really is important. Like health really is important. Like safety is important. Um, but yeah, so how do I plan on staying involved? Uh, eventually we'll hopefully get some youth rugby going um, I am currently running around with the Newport Rugby Club whenever we can and we'll see I'm just trying to st- I realized that I just need to continue to work out and stay fit and with coronavirus again like it did put the brakes on a lot of things but you know again it's just that, that change of perspective where it's like alright like like you gotta take care of what you can take care of you know so just working out and we'll see what happens moving forward
0: Shout out to Scarsella for coming on the podcast and giving some great insights on your experience with the game and on mental health um, as well. I thought that was really good. If you're someone that is enjoying the podcast so far, please subscribe and rate five stars if you believe that it deserves it. If you would like to advertise on the show, feel free to contact me at cmarshall1225 at yahoo.com. That's cmarshall1225 at yahoo.com. With that being said, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Believe in Rugby podcast show. As always, I'm open to new ideas and suggestions that anyone might have for the show. And that being said, I look forward to talking to you guys again soon. Bye-bye.